Open the boot. Someone who's charismatic and talented. Don't put your fingers in your bodily orifices. And just makes life better. It's white lines. Welcome to the Center Cut. I'm Axel. And I'm Miguel. That's <laughs> Michael in Spanish. Oh man. Good job. I want to I want my name to be Axel. Okay. I'll call such you a, Axel the rest of the episode. It's such a cool name. Do you ever play Twisted Metal? What? <laughs> <laughs> I asked you if you ever played Twisted Metal, the fucking video game there's a, like seven iterations of. Ugh, well, anyway, there's a character named Axel, and it's just a man between two giant tires. That sounds about right. Okay. Today, we're going to talk about White Lines, a new Netflix show. We are. We watched only the first episode and last episode, and we're going to recap them and try to figure out what the hell happened in the middle. It's going to be great. That's just my way of saying buckle up, because shit's about to get real. And just a reminder that when we pick these shows, we pick them in advance of the show actually coming out. So we really have no idea what we're in for. When this started, like there was, what's that stuff when there's words at the bottom of the screen? Subtitles. Subtitles. There were subtitles. So I was like, oh no, like this show is going to be all in Spanish. So I started to get ready and steal myself for it. Now I did, I took basically six years worth, worth of Spanish between high school and college and also, I lived... How do I say this without being culturally insensitive? You're not gonna. I lived in an area where many people listen to reggaeton. Um, if yep. you know anything about reggaeton, it's <laughs> not a music it. that has ever been played quietly. Like, never in the history has it ever been played in headphones. I don't think ever. It's either off or it's a loud roar. What, what were we talking about again? I don't know, but I have a bone to pick with people who play music from their phone instead of using headphones. Sometimes you need to listen to something and you just don't have a, p- a thing to put in your ear. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm, t- I'm talking about like the people who p- start their music, put it in their pocket and just let it play while they're, you know, just at the bank. Ah, uh, those people. How about the people that drive and they have their music so loud that you can hear it a block away? Like, do, what's the purpose of that? Like I listen, I put a subwoofer in my car before. I get wanting to have good audio quality, but it's usually like weird, dirty looking men. Like, do they think that they're gonna pick up a woman that way? Yeah. I mean, if you're not listening to the final countdown by Europe at the maximum volume that your car can play it, you're not doing it right. Okay. We're way off track. We're supposed to be talking about white white lines. Yeah, here. how far are we into this episode, guys? Can we talk about those people who have podcasts and never actually get to the thing that they're supposed to do in the podcast? The worst. The worst. So let's let's dive in. Oh, fine. All right. So White Lines is a new Netflix show. Just came out about two weeks ago on May 15th. It is a new project by Netflix, and they really went for it. It was created by Alex Pina, and it if starts... You like Pina Coladas. No, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I can't hear Pina. <laughs> Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Good job. 
proud of you for that. So <laughs> it stars a number of people. There's there's quite a robust cast who all kind of have pretty major parts. But the three people that I noticed, at least in the first and last episode that we watched that were uh, pretty major are Laura Haddock, who plays Zoe, Nuno Lopez, who plays Boxer, and Daniel Mays, who plays Marcus. But yeah, it's got a 67 on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, mixed reviews. There was one review in particular that I liked the uh, the first sentence of, White Lines is about a group of 40-somethings having orgies and being confused about how a body found in a desert is related to the lead characters. That sums it up. I don't think we even need to do a recap. No, I, I'm kind of confused about the lack of interest in the show. It has all the pieces of something that I thought would be pretty popular. And from just from the first and last episode, I don't I don't hate it. I mean, you know, there's some parts that are a little... It, it, I, I will say this. The first episode is kind of boring. So maybe people just watched a little bit and said, ah, oh, this isn't for me. But if you stayed, man, you got some crazy shit. I mean, the first episode's boring, except the whole second half of it is a giant orgy. True, but you have to get to that part. Yeah, and, you know, just because there's an orgy doesn't mean it's not boring, you know? Also true. I've been Actually, boring orgies. I was going to say, like, I feel like an orgy would be pretty boring. Like, you're just, it's just repetitive hip thrusting. That gets old. I would imagine a drug-fueled, everyone is super attractive in a very tropical island type of orgy would be pretty, pretty exciting. But also, it's not an orgy. It's a sex party. But we'll talk more about that right now. Episode one. After a torrential rain, some gauchos find the mummified body of DJ Axel Collins. Yes, shut up. I know gauchos are a South American thing. Yeah, they are. (laughs) I will misappropriate what I want to fix my recap. We meet Zoe, who is Axel's sister. Everybody hates Zoe. Least favorite character. Why does everyone hate Zoe? Because she sucks. The actress sucks. The performance sucks. She sucks as a character. Trash all around. This is why people don't like the show. Yeah, I was going to say, remember that time that you said you don't know why people didn't like it? Interesting. (laughs) At the Jurassic Park archaeology site, she IDs Axel's moldy old body complete with a Kika tattoo. Kika. It has been 20 years. I'm a fan of the title card. It's actually pretty cool. Yeah. Next, we meet Boxer, who apparently lives above a nightclub of sorts, which is setting up for Ibiza opening party 2020. We get our first taste of Spanish subtitles as well. Mm. There's Bruno, a man with basically no arms. Feels like a Twin Peaks character. Next, we meet Andreu, his son and wife. I don't think we ever learned the the wife's name. We do. Oh, we do? It's Conchita. Nah, are you sure that's a name and not just like baby? Conchita. Okay. His son is prepping a speech for a casino investment plan of sorts, and the mom and son want to fuck. Yeah, I got that feeling real hard as well. I can kind of understand it. Like, you love the thing you create. Like, I want to tongue punch this podcast sometimes. Ooh, man, you're about to have a child. That's frightening. With my podcast? What do you mean? No. Oh, like, you're I about see. to have a child and you just made that <laughs> comment. I'm going to well, I don't want to f- fuck my kid. I meant like you like understand make... why this lady wants to fuck her kid. Well, no, but I, <laughs> I, I I can understand appreciating something you make. Like if I make a really good steak, I'm going to be like licking my lips for that you shit. I don't fuck know. Fuck it. Anyway. Yeah, I get it. Boxer works for Andreu. And Axel's body was found on his land. Mm, in Almeria. 
so I think that's the mainland where Ibiza is the the island. Correct. Yeah, I uh, I I looked up some some details. It's it's a ways from Ibiza. Now back to Westworld in the saloon. This Hitler lookalike Spanish detective guy tells Zoe that Axel's disappearance slash murder is past the statute of limitations, basically. So she decides she will complete her own investigation to find out who killed Axel. Yeah, I was amazed at the fact that if someone murders someone in Spain, if like they get away with it for 20 years, they could just come out and be like, I murdered that dude and no one can do anything about it. Well, I don't know that it's that so much that like if it's past so many years, they're not going to they're not going to put resources towards investigating it when there are more pressing things. Nah, he literally said after 20 years, they cannot be tried for murder. Oh, okay. Well, that's pretty garbage. That's crazy. You know what else is crazy? What? I get that relationships are all different, but I would never leave my wife in a random country where her brother was killed after a 45 second discussion about it in the street. Your heavily medicated wife who has some mental issues since her brother left? Absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. That was uh that was definitely ambitious. He's cheating for sure. The most unrealistic part of the show. Mm-hmm. Zoe rides with a jolly Spanish man. This was the reason I looked up the length of time that it would take to get from Almeria to Ibiza, which includes a six-hour car ride and a two-hour ferry. So she was in the car with this dude for six hours. Could be worse. Could it? Also, how did she not just immediately get raped? It's a fair point, because he's jolly. So we get some flashbacks to Axel and his DJ crew, Anna, Marcus, and David, and their arrival to Ibiza. This place is truly spectacular. Like, that's one of the best parts of the show, is just the beautiful shots of, like, the ocean, and I want to move there. Mm. Yeah, it was was definitely gorgeous. And all the sex parties. (laughs) That, too. Two Romanians throw drugs into the ocean tied to balloon buoys while listening to that Numa Numa song. Oh, man, that was my favorite part. Gets Numa Numa stuck in my head every time. We then see a diver retrieving all the drugs and putting them underneath the lining of an inflatable banana boat, which we'll see again later. Mm. Now we see Marcus, a 40-something lovable loser, singing to primal screams, moving on up, until he meets up with three other losers who debate the benefits of a bidet. And you know we're about to debate this, right? Uh, but these are obviously awesome. Oh, okay, no. perfect, because we disagree. Oh, so no. I go my entire life trying to make my asshole as dry as possible. So I'm definitely with Marcus on this one. If I'm sitting around and I'm at like the park, for instance, and my butthole's damp, it's been a bad day. Like It's bad. I'm in trouble. Yeah, but that's because your butthole's damp by accident, not on purpose. Do you, do you even wash your asshole when you're in the shower? No, I just, it's all gated off. Perfect. That makes sense. And let's not even get started on the one ply versus two ply. We had a minor conversation about this off podcast. Yeah, we're having a lot of anal talk. We go where the show leads us. To the asshole. Pro one ply, for the record. Garbage. Absolute garbage. It's just extra paper. All you need is one ply. It does the job. It's like sandpaper. What is that called when you tear off skin to make new skin? That's what I'm doing with my ass. And it's good. I don't know. It's good for me. Here's the thing, is that this debate perfectly, not only the toilet paper, but also the bidet, shows off our differences. I am a man of culture. You're a pampered fuckboy. Yes, I'm a pampered boy. 
I love to have my amenities and my luxuries. And if I want to wipe my ass with multiple sheets of paper all at one time, I'm gonna because it's soft and makes my butt feel good. But it's not doing it doesn't have the exfoliating cleaning power of one ply. So your argument is that one ply is purposefully made shitty so that it can exfoliate your asshole like you're wiping it with sandpaper. Correct. Well, then they're achieving it and I hate it. (laughs) Also, bidets have a setting to then dry your asshole. So it washes your asshole and then it dries it so you have a nice, clean asshole. You know what I hate worse than having a wet asshole for even just a second is having a dirty asshole. You are a dirty asshole. We digress. I don't digress yet. I'm still (laughs) mad about the fact that you don't like bidets and multiple ply toilet paper. Bidet, sir. (laughs) God. Anyway, Oriel, which again is Andreu's son, meets with the losers and tells them to stop selling drugs at his clubs for a bit until the casino goes through. He threatens Marcus with calling social services on his kids. Not cool. Not cool. Andreu's wife, Conchita, wants the priest to bless the casino and she tells her mentally handicapped daughter question mark to stop fingering her holes that was a scene is that her daughter i would assume it's her niece her daughter someone that is under her yeah but she like uh, well i guess it kind of falls through with the you know wanting to fuck things you create because she kissed her cheek real aggressive yeah but when did you see when she kissed fucking Oriel and he sucked on his fingers after yeah that's what that they was, do yeah anyway anna is setting up an orgy mm-hmm. what is this show mm-hmm. while Oriel and conchita try to woo the casino investors andreu and boxer talk about axel's death andreu fingers his wife and son not that kind of fingering you filthy slob like he thinks that they did it with the lead in sentences before that they definitely could have assumed that you meant actual fingering it's all about the context clues baby Marcus is accosted at his gate by the drug runner with the banana boat full of cocaine. The boat gets torn on Marcus's spiky gate and cocaine spillage commences. Mm, this is a great scene. Yes, it is. It's definitely the the comedic turn that we needed. While Zoe stays between white lines in her moped driving to Marcus, Marcus leaves a white line of coke in his grass and then the dogs find it. Whoops. Also great. Marcus does the comedic heavy lifting here. Yeah. Also, his daughter comes out into the yard to tell him that someone's there in just a bra. That was weird to me. I mean, I don't know. You don't get relatively naked when you're around your relatives. Um, I don't know that I've ever seen my sister talking to my dad in just a bra. Well, so I didn't really have any females in my family. It was just my mom, like my immediate family anyways. Mm Mm-hmm. Me and my brother would be mostly naked, and my dad would be mostly naked together. Okay, hold on. What's mostly (laughs) naked? (laughs) Well, (laughs) there's so much to unpack there. Well, I mean, like it really settled in after I after I thought about it for a second. Well, I mean, like we'd hang out in our boxer shorts, and I've I've seen my dad naked, but not like man. This this episode (laughs) is taking some turns, homie. Well, like not not in like a sexual way. Like, uh, I've just, you know, uh-huh. it's really hot out, and I've walked into their house, and he's been laying on the couch naked. Like, that happens. Yeah. 
I mean, he just wants to fuck the thing he created. <laughs> it's not weird. It's, it's not so weird. weird. We didn't like touch each other or like look longingly at each other. It's just, you know, you catch a glimpse real quick and that's it. It's all right. It's all right. We can move on. I know this is making you feel uncomfortable. I'm not uncomfortable. You're I'm, uncomfortable. I'm not uncomfortable at all. I think this is great. <laughs> well, then we're good. Then let's keep talking about your dad's dick. <laughs> All right. (laughs) I guess we should move on. There's another flashback of the DJ crew, and they're just acting like fools, taking drugs and dancing in the dark. I don't like them. (laughs) But uh, the orgy starts, and Oriel does cocaine. Mm -hmm. Back at Marcus's, though, Zoe catches him in a lie from 20 years ago. The dogs are high as fuck, and Boxer comes to get the truth. He nearly drowns Marcus in the pool and or chokes him with a hose. Knowing what we know from the end, why didn't Marcus just give up the real person that did it? I mean, at that point, he was an accomplice, right? Yeah, but he still... I don't understand why in on near death, like he's literally getting choked to death. He's nearly drowning. Uh-huh. Just, just, just tell a boxer who actually did it. You don't need to include the fact that you were an accomplice to yeah. say who really killed him. You know because, who killed him. Because he loves the other person. Like, he doesn't want boxer to go kill that person, you know? Unless we're talking about my wife, if I'm gonna get killed, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna rat the other person out. I mean, but in in Marcus's eyes, that person was the equivalent of your wife. But it's his ex-wife. Ah, uh, kinda. Most people want to destroy their ex-wife. Yeah, he still loves her though. Obviously, yeah, lame, crazy. How could you love someone? Yeah. At any rate, uh, Zoe shoots Boxer with a harpoon. But we don't actually get to see it, which was disappointing. That was disappointing. At the hospital, she FaceTimes her therapist, and we're back to the orgy. Keep on coming back to this orgy. Lots of nudity. Hide your kids. Hide your wife. They're fucking everybody out there. Now, a slow jam cover of Radiohead's Creep by Karen Souza plays. In between more shots of the orgy, we see the priest blessing the casino. Zoe dancing at Marcus's DJ set. Uh, We see Boxer, Zoe, and Marcus leave the hospital like a happy family. I know. That was weird. Very weird. Uh, Andreu's dog, King, dies. Oh, that was sad. That was a beautiful golden. Yeah, I don't know what a golden is. Christ uh, almighty, are you kidding me? What's what? A golden golden? retriever? Oh, golden retriever. Okay, no one calls it a golden. Everyone calls it a golden. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You sound like a bird watcher. Like, I don't know. God, you're the worst. And Oriel pounds the new girl in at her first orgy before mm. coming inside her. What a show. What a show. Yeah. It was rowdy. Very pornographic for a Netflix show. Way more intense than I was expecting a Netflix show to go. It's a Netflix show, but it's about cocaine. So I assumed there was going to be some craziness. But man, oh man, I was not prepared for that. Now, do you think they h- had to hire like pornographic actors they just hired straight porn stars or did they just get regular actors or extras and be like hey you're gonna have to be okay with doing some sex stuff yeah i don't know you would assume that they would try and go to kind of like the pornographic route because it would just be easier like how many people would you have to call in and be like so you're the only thing we want you here for is a sex scene but it's not just any sex scene this shit's gonna get hardcore game of thrones up in here be ready and yeah i mean i would assume that it would just be a waste of time you know only like actually signing five percent of the people that walk in the door when you could just call up a porn agency and just like here's here's 30 people there you go yeah anyway 
Kika, the tattoo name that Axel had, turns out she is Andreu's daughter. And at the end, Zoe dances. She pictures Axel DJing. He does his signature airplane arms and episode over. The signature airplane arms. More on that later. Ooh, yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. She does the airplane arms later in the episode when she's pouring out their ashes. Oh, I mean, kind of. As a stretch. She does. She does. All right. So episode 10, we open up with Axel, bloody and out of breath, walking down the street, just looking rough. And then he gets run over by a car. Then we get a five hours earlier screen where we see them or Axel and his compatriots at a huge party. Places lit. I don't know. I don't know about you, but I I missed all those parties when I was young. Yeah. Being at a party like this seems miserable. I'm into the licking butts, but pouring champagne on your breasts and jumping around after midnight instead of sleeping. I didn't even enjoy that when I was in my early 20s. (laughs) Oh, man, you're such an old man. It's hilarious. That sounds like a fucking great time to me. I don't know what's wrong Uh, with you. Yeah. uh, did you already are you going to talk about the uncircumcised penis or are you just skipping over that oh yeah i was just going to skip over the guy on a trampoline with an uncircumcised penis just jumping up and down for literally three minutes okay so about the uncircumcised peepee mm-hmm. i'm having a baby boy in less than three weeks and it wasn't even a discussion between me and my wife like snipping dead dick all the way mm-hmm. do you eat a banana with the peel Nope. Monkeys don't even do that shit. Nope. Do you unwrap a fruit roll-up before you drape it down your gullet? Nope. Imagine sucking on a fudgesicle, but you have to contend with the paper around it. Mm -hmm. Nasty. Or a push-up pop where you don't push up. Exactly. Yeah. Who does that? No one. My actual favorite part of having a podcast, by the way, is that I get to compare penises to fruit roll-ups. Happens regularly. Axel leads the party to a uh, a giant statue. It's like five, six hundred people. They he gives a speech about how you know he wants to start over and then lights the statue ablaze. So one, this is actually the prequel to Jesus Christ Superstar. It all I makes was, sense now. I was gonna say that too. It's like it just felt like it was right out of Jesus Christ Superstar, with maybe some updates with the cocaine. So uh, and on the burning big wooden thing. So one time, my girlfriend at the time wanted to see fireworks on the Fourth of July. I didn't do my research properly, and we ended up in a field watching a 100-foot stack of pallets burning. I've never felt so downtrodden and white in my entire life. Wait, so your girlfriend wanted to go to a fireworks show, and you you know, somehow figured, found out about this, this party and went, and it was just a stack of pallets? Correct. That's hilarious. Well, we didn't. So we were just like, oh, okay, they're going to burn this pile of wood. And then at the end, once it's all burnt, there's going to be some fireworks. And that never happened. It was just the wood burning. (laughs) So you sat around waiting for these fireworks and they never came. They never happened. Like, what the hell is wrong with these white people? It was horrible. It's the. Yeah, I know. That sounds like a fun time. So we now see just. Hard cut from from this this fire burning to a a dude with a tree sized log just shoved through his face, and he was dr- looks like driving an RV drove into a pile of of logs that were logging, and he's dead. <laughs> a pile of logs that were logging. A pile of logs that were there from logging. Sorry. 
<laughs> so Boxer is there. Oriel was involved somehow. Boxer seems to kind of be a cleaner, cleans the place up and sends Oriel on his way. Was Oriel holding a glass eye? Yeah, I don't know what the fuck that was. And it seems to have no import to anything else that we had seen. So it was just like, here's part of an eye. Never came back again. Turns out it was Zoe's dad that got the logging logs shoved up his face. I didn't realize her dad was Chuck from Better Call Saul with that crinkle suit. You don't watch it. It's okay. Nope. I have no idea what you're talking about. So then we cut to Mrs. Califat or what? what's her name? Conchita. Conchita trying to jerk off her husband, Andreu. He's not feeling it literally he had some kind of paralysis and he cannot feel anything tells her that she can just go sleep with other men presumably her son if my back was broken and i was in a tub and my wife was tugging at my flaccid penis and then takes her hand and rubs it on my lips (laughs) i would rise out of the tub broken body and all like a wet phoenix and fucking (laughs) neon cat out the window (laughs) oh man yeah that is uh that's an ambitious uh i mean for someone who likes to have a really dirty asshole, it it seems like you're you you know kind of want to want your cake and want to eat it too, you know. <laughs> if that's the saying, it was close. Yes. I don't know. I want to have my dick tugged without getting that hand also rubbed on my face. Is that so much to ask? <clears throat> yes. So in walks Oriel, uh, looking like shit, uh, you know, beat up from the whatever happened in the RV. Tells them he's the one who killed Zoe's dad, and he's done fucking around. He's just you know not have it anymore zoe is at the police station the inspector believes that the accident wasn't actually an accident he knows that her dad had kidnapped oriel and believes that boxer was somehow involved anna is getting married so she calls to invite zoe while she's at the police station and zoe explains i can't come to your wedding my dad was just in an accident and is now dead anna comes to pick her up So we cut to Marcus now, and he is getting out of bed with Kika. Apparently, they are dating now, and he says that he had to pretty much change his life in order to be with her. She makes him want to be more mature. She explains to him that Anna slept with Axel, and it seems like Axel was doing the same thing and trying to change for Kika at the time uh, shortly before his demise here's the real question though who didn't sleep with anna Mm, david (laughs) oh i thought you meant you but you meant like the david in the show okay go ahead Mm -hmm. i mean both but yes two girls show up at kika's house asking what happened to gregor and yuri and they basically abduct marcus gregor and yuri from what i could gather are the romanians that were doing the um the numa numa dancing and drug smuggling earlier in the first episode agreed cool then we cut back to zoe who commandeers anna's car and runs over boxer knocks him out and they throw him in the trunk british people are funny if some bitch tells me to open the boot I'm fucking taking my shoe off straight up. Yeah. Oh, they said it so many times too. Open the boot. Open the fucking boot. It's just like constant. It's a trunk. It's a fucking trunk. I would have even accepted tailgate. Nobody calls it a tailgate. I mean, if it was a pickup truck, it would have been. But I guess okay. I mean, an SUV like that trunk would be more acceptable. Jerk. So <laughs> Zoe asks if they can go somewhere quiet and finds a place where she can basically torture Boxer. 
by stringing up by his arms. He's basically hanging by his arms and she is spraying him with a power washer. Now, when I used to be a butcher, we had to clean the meat room every day with a pressure washer just like that. And if you hit your skin at the right angle, it will tear that shit it off. It's no fucking joke. fucking hurts like hell. Yeah. She holds it up to his neck at one point and you're like, oh, yeah, cool. Power washer. She could definitely fucking kill him with that. 100%. For real. So we find out in a few things in this interrogation. First is that Boxer and Zoe apparently had a thing somewhere in the middle. Secondly, we find out that Axel had sold all of his clubs to Oriel right before he died. We also find out that Axel burnt all the money at that giant bonfire. So in that giant wooden statue uh, of Jesus that he burned, that was full of all the money from the clubs in an effort to, you know, start fresh. And we see it burning and I just, I picture all of the carcinogens just in the air and I shudder. Oh yeah. It's not the only thing that makes you shudder. So Axel felt like he hit rock bottom when he slept with Anna and he wants that new beginning. That's kind of what he explained to to Kika and what Boxer kind of confirms when we're we're getting all of these uh, additional details. The Romanians who had abducted Marcus let him go, but he owes them for the cocaine that he never paid for. They also kill another dude of whom I do not know who that is. No, the money that they that Marcus owes, um, I did the because they say how much it is in euros. Yeah. It's three hundred. It's roughly three hundred one thousand U.S. dollars. Mm. So just over three hundred k. It's a chunk of change. Yep. So we also find out. We cut back to the the boxer interrogation, and David has now arrived to to come and try and help calm Zoe down. Per what sounds like Anna's request, and he explains that it couldn't have been Oriel because him and David were having sex the night that. Axel disappeared. They're having gay heroin fueled sex in like a weird cave. Mm-hmm. Yep. What a show. What, what a show. A show. <laughs> so Anna tells Zoe that she was the one who killed Axel. There it is. It just happens with no interrogation or anything. She must have just felt really bad about it. Now, from here, we get like a 10 minute walkthrough of what happened to Axel. Here are the highlights. He does one last line of cocaine. And basically passes out in the pool. He can't breathe and he's passing out in the pool. Anna happens to be standing right next to him. She just found out that he burned all the money and she decides to just hold him underwater until he can't breathe anymore. He then floats to the top, presumably dead. Marcus comes out and sees that Axel is passed out in the pool. Off camera, Anna must explain to him that she killed him. And he decides to help her try and dispose of the body. They are driving down the street and Marcus realizes that just the money isn't a good enough reason for her to kill Axel. So is asking her what the main reason was why she killed him. And she says there was no other reason. But as they're having this discussion, there's a few knocks on the trunk and Axel gets out. He starts stumbling down the street in an effort to save face for both of them at this point. Marcus throws the car in reverse and runs Axel over. There we get the scene that we saw at the very beginning of this episode. He still isn't dead. Axel is like a drug-fueled cockroach. Yeah, it was He will not die. No. 
So then Anna has to hit him over the hit him on the back with a, a large wrench. Still not dead. So he takes or she takes a screwdriver that he happened to be holding when he had gotten out of the trunk and stabs it through the back of his neck. And Axel has finally been vanquished a lot. It was a lot. It was. It was difficult to watch. It just seemed like like you could tell that Anna was struggling with the fact that she now has to kill her friend, even though she had time to like think about it and probably wouldn't have, but because she's already at that point. So I thought that was pretty good acting. I don't know about acting, though. Yeah, no, I agree. And when before she stabbed the screwdriver through the back of his neck, he like turned his head to the side. I thought she was going to stick the screwdriver in his ear hole, and that would have been like, oh, way worse. That would have been rough. But I mean, even through the back of his neck is pretty bad, too. Yeah, it was it was pretty intense. And they throw him in the back of the trunk. And that's the end of Axel. Now we know what happened to Axel. And so does Zoe, who walks off into the water and, you know, puts herself under the water and screams it. The first time I watched this, it looked like that was kind of a cliff. And I thought she was just going to jump. Me too. I thought she was like awakening herself and just walking directly into the ocean for, yeah, for suicide. I thought she was going to kill herself, but she didn't. She was just frustrated. So few things happen after that. Marcus confronts Anna about the, the night of the murder. It, that happened kind of in between while we're getting the, the whole explanation of what happened to Axel. You know, he he confronts her now realizing that the reason that she killed him was because he was going to tell him the fact that they had slept together. and. We see Anna's wedding, though, going off without a hitch, which seems crazy to me. Now all these people know that Anna killed Axel and yet then nothing else is happening. I guess she can't be tried. So <laughs> Boxer is driving away. He, you know, retired, resigned as being Andreu's fixer. And it's just happy and <laughs> happy as a clam. The little fat girl eats some ice cream and Zoe spreads her dad and brother's ashes over the, a beach of Ibiza. So if she was trying to dump their ashes into the ocean, she, she failed miserably. Job. They just the wind blew it all behind her. <laughs> now you live on the coast of Ibiza. Yeah. yeah, but she she does her she does the the DJ Axel airplane arms as she's dumping out the ashes. Ah, uh, yes, the airplane arms, the patented airplane arms. Then last thing we see, Marcus is uh, schmoozing Andreu and suggests that he could essentially be his new right-hand man to run a drug organization because there is a, a vacuum now that the Romanians are out of the picture. It was kind of a weird way to end it. I, I feel like it should have ended with Zoe dumping the ashes of her, her father and brother. I mean, I think I, that they're the only hoping thing- for a season two, right? That, that that's that's what I was gonna say. I think that's the only reason you end it that way is you're setting yourself up for a season two. Yeah, it would have been too tidied up with uh with uh, just it ending with Zoe dumping the ashes. I think. I just don't know though if I cared that much about anything outside of finding out who actually killed Axel to watch a second season of this. Yep, they tied so much of the show into that one plot device. And, and it was like a, it was interesting. I wanted to know the mystery. I wanted to know what happened. But now that they closed that loop at the end of the season, I, I just don't know that I care. Yeah, it's interesting. It's uh, the same thing. My my wife used to watch that show, Pretty Little Liars, and they were trying to figure out who this the A person was. 
And after like four seasons, they finally figured out who A was. And then the show kept going. And I'm like, the whole point of this is figuring out who this person is. Now you know who it is. Who cares? But I guess that's like every episode of Scooby-Doo and they make more of those. Yeah, but I mean, that's a different ball game altogether. If you bring in the, like a like a monster hunter type show where every episode is a standalone episode, like um, like your your CSIs or your NCISs. OK, <laughs> good talk. That was a lot of things. It was. Yeah. So I feel like the best way to talk about the middle here, uh, being that there was nine episodes in between is we should get into the questions that can start us off and we'll talk about that. And then if we have anything else we want to cover, we'll do so. Eight episodes in between. I get math now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shouldn't have done all this cocaine before we recorded. Yeah. We don't know what the show is going to be like. We don't know what the reception is going to be like before we pick it. Turns out this didn't have as much reception as I thought it would or mm. we thought it would. So we only got questions from one person. Now, here's the funny thing. So... The questions are from my wife, Ashley. She said she gave me these questions and she said, hey, if you want to pretend that I'm just multiple different people and make up fake names for me, you can do that to make yourself sound cooler. And then I realized that I'm not cool. Dave, you're definitely not cool. So you know what? Screw it. They're all from my wife. She helped us out. I mean, we could have. We weren't cool now, but we could have been cooler. All right. This first question is from Larry. Okay, Larry, what do you what do you got, Larry? What was the connection between Axel and Kika? So I think they were in love. Yeah, they were definitely lovers of sorts. Now, I have a question for you. Yeah. Was the tattoo on Kika's arm Axel? I did. I noticed that it was in like Arabic or something like that. Sanskrit. Yeah, something to that effect. Very well could be, you know, and it, it seemed to be a major plot point even when she says, you know, I'm not getting back together with you so you can get rid of that tattoo. It it does seem like I, I think they were both in love and Axel was going to give up his, you know, partying and craziness to be with her. And that's what led him to, you know, burn all the money and sell all the clubs and start fresh. Or attempt. Okay, so so you think that's where it ended. So they there wasn't. You don't think there was any acrimony between them before his death. You don't think like maybe it soured at some point when he realized who her parents and brother were. No, I doubt. I because I you would assume she had he had to know who her family was. I think what it was is they were together, and then he slept with Anna, and that drove a serious wedge okay that's my guess so the second question is from frank does zoe and kika's meeting go amicably absolutely not if i know females at all which i do because i'm more feminine than masculine especially when there are preconceived notions like the claws come out i can picture zoe leading with why did you kill my brother you filthy fucking twat british people love the word twat by the way that would not have been my insult of choice you twat boot (laughs) <laughs> yeah, they just there's no way that it was a positive interaction. Do you think they they say that do you, do you have junk in the boot? I hope so. I do too. No, it's they have to it has to be something that rhymes. So like, do you have toot in the boot? <laughs> that sounds like something completely different. <laughs> I think I think their meeting went fine. I think they both loved Axel and they bonded over the fact that they have this man that was in their life that they appreciated and loved. 
for who he really was, and they both lost him. I don't know. I, normally, yes. If no, if Zoe was a normal, nice woman whose name wasn't also a fish, I think she, it would ever would have been fine. But she's I Zoe sucks. Zoe sucks. You just don't like her acting, so you don't like the character. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't like both. I don't like her acting or her character. All right. What crazy thing was Axel basically dared to do at a party, and he did it? Hint, it caused bodily harm. So he has a tooth in the beginning, and he doesn't have a tooth in the end. So did he have to pull out his tooth? Maybe. You know Bumps on a Log, where you put peanut butter on celery and the raisins or the ants? Mm-hmm. It was like that, except the raisins were pills, the peanut butter was cocaine, and the celery was a partygoer's penis. He didn't have to eat it, he just had to snort the length of the shaft. Picture that shit. So hold on. He had to snort pills. And cocaine off well, of I, a penis. Yeah, I understand the cocaine part, but how do you snort a full pill? Bo- caused bodily harm, man. I suppose. you. They're small pills. <laughs> <laughs> he was just snorting Zyrtec. Bumps on a log. Drugs on a log. What role does Kika's brother play in Axel's life? So we know this is Oriel, right? Yes. There's no secret brother that we don't know about? I don't think so. Well, we know that he bought all the rights to Axel's music, like T-Swift with Scooter Braun, and Mm. Axel could no longer play Blank Space and Shake It Off. I also think they probably hooked up, too. Whoa. Axel and Oriel. Oriel does a lot of things with a lot of people. Yeah, uh, so agreed. And Axel does a lot of drugs and doesn't know where he is. Also agreed. Seems like a stretch, though. That's what he said after he was with him. Mm-hmm. So I just think he was like bankrolling everything. I mean, they get down there. They need to have someone to like, you know, like all these clubs and stuff that they own and shit and making money. So maybe, you know, they were Oriole shitty clubs before and then Axel purchased them and or or was, you know, DJing at them, things like that. I, I just feel like. Oriole was the money man who who made their dreams come true and then bought them out in the end. Maybe. But that's much less fun than gay sex. Well, I just... We know that he buys them out in the end, but I, so you think, though, that it started as as a good relationship where he he was... I, I, I don't buy that. I, Why I else feel would like, Oriole have been at that party? If, like, you know, if he hated, if they hated each other and they never wanted to be anywhere near each other, then why would he be at a party that they're holding? Well, I think that that was part of the equation is that they, there was a adversarial thing between them. Because that's why Andreu thought that it was his, his wife and son that did kill Axel. Yeah. Um, why were they so weird about that if they didn't kill him? Well, because I think that they did, there was that negative relationship and maybe they think, maybe they even thought that they drove him to, to die by buying everything out like that. I think it also could be based on the relationship with Kika. Like maybe they didn't want those two to be together, like a Romeo and Juliet type thing. Mm. I just, I don't, I don't think that, I don't think that there was a good relationship between Oriel and, and Axel. Yeah. And I, I would, uh, I would probably uh, agree with that. I think eh, my my thought was maybe it started good and then kind of en- ended poorly, obviously. But like they became friends at first and then all, all hell broke loose. Yeah, who knows? We don't who because knows? we didn't watch it. Definitely not. Now, the last two questions I'm going to kind of lump together because they're related. So 
how and why does Oriel end up with Zoe's dad? And do you think that the Zoe and Axel's dad's death was really an accident or not? So that's an interesting question. How and why does Oriel end up with Zoe's dad was kind of answered in the fact that he was kidnapped by Axel's dad. And we do know that the reason for the kidnapping, I would assume, was in an effort to try and figure out who killed Axel. Or maybe the dad thought for sure it was Oriel and was kidnapping him to, you know, eventually kill him for killing his son. But I think that Oriel was obviously there with him because he had kidnapped him. And I do think it was an accident. I think that they probably tussled in the RV or something along those lines. Ultimately, I think that him dying was an accident, but Oriel is a little bitch and decided to try and take credit for killing him like he did it on purpose because he's fed up with everyone. So I, I think it was, I don't think there was anything super nefarious going on. I kind of bet it was sort of both an accident and Oriel being there, like not helping. Like, I think he kind of maybe moved it into an accident. Like he was just being annoying in the backseat of the camper. Like, are we there yet? Sorry, it was in Spanish. So, ya llegamos, estoy aburrido, papa. And then the dad looked back to smack him, and he just drove directly into that pile of lumber. What was that second sentence that you said? Estoy aburrido, papa. What does that mean? I'm bored, papa. Uh, I'm bored, daddy. (laughs) Maybe that was it. Yeah. I don't know why he would... (laughs) I don't know why he would talk in Spanish to a man who is from England, but... You know, because if that's the only language you speak, you can't choose to it like if I was in a, if I was in a car with an African man right now, I wouldn't be like, oh, shit, I got to speak fucking English. I mean, I got to speak African to him. No, like all I speak is English and pseudo Spanish. So like, that's all I got. That's all when I got. He, homie. When he in the first episode told them that they couldn't have drugs in their clubs for the foreseeable future until the casino got purchased and, and built, he spoke English. He knows English. He only knows a few words, and those are the only words that he used. No, at that, no that drugs club now. Yeah, that's it. Yep, that that's was basically it. All right, fine, you win. <laughs> and that's all we have for questions. Yeah. Thank you, Ashley, Larry, Frank, and Peter. I just made Ashley Frank. Well, they're kind of the same person. Yeah, makes sense. Well, thank you. Thank you for watching the whole show just to ask questions for our podcast. Mm-hmm. Is there any other burning questions that you had about the middle that you wanted me to muddle through or vice versa? Burning questions. I mean, there is a burning, but I don't know if our questions. Poor Axel, man. He's just trying to get his life together and got murdered. I mean, I really don't feel that bad for Axel, all things considered, because he chose to do drugs. Like, do they not have dare in 1990s Britain? Yeah, but are you just but you're just then writing off everyone that ever does drugs and then decides that they'd like to change their ways and go clean and get better? Yes. Okay. That is that is an accurate portrayal of me. Yeah, that makes sense with everything we talked about in the contagion episode. It's your choice. No one told you to do drugs in the first place. You do one drug and you're dead to Michael forever. Well, not just but like he had a pattern of just hanging out doing drugs when he's hanging out in his living room and dancing like what come on come on mm-hmm. why you can't just dance without the drugs he was writing good music sometimes that takes drugs okay ask the beatles 
Okay. Anyway, we're we're this is this is over. Yeah, um, we're just rambling now. I have a question. What are we doing next time? We are going to do The Abyss, which is a listener submitted movie. Thank you, Courtney, on Facebook. Yes. Um, we asked for suggestions and we got some suggestions. And to prove that we're not just assholes, we are going to do them. Mm-hmm. We don't know anything about it, but we're going to do it. I know zero things about this movie. I couldn't even tell you what type of movie it is. Well, I Wikipedia did, it did, I did, did, and I think it involves a submarine. Oh, bring us right down to the Beatles. So we appreciate you listening and we uh, welcome reviews and some feedback and subscribes and feedback. Give us some feedback. Can you please let us know the feedback? I'm really bad at purposefully making my voice crack. Our last review, someone said that they hate us because our voice cracks all the time. Yeah. I mean, obviously they were talking about me because I have a much higher pitched voice. Maybe they mistaked cracking for my luscious falsetto. (laughs) I don't even know if that's the actual term for higher, higher pitch. We do like feedback, but here's the thing is that if you want to send us actual feedback, email us. We would love that. Tell us that you don't like our voices, but you like the material in our podcast. But don't do it on on Apple Podcasts, guys. Just be nice on there. You can be as mean as you want in the email. The send me podcast. an envelope full of dog shit. Yeah. Send me an send me an env- send me an <laughs> send me send me an envelope full of dog shit. Send me an envelope full of dog shit. I don't care. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. I will. Uh, I'll blast out Michael's address so that you can all send him dog shit from your goldens. Just make sure you tell the postman that it is fragile and it may contain liquid or lithium batteries. What? When you go to the post office, you have to. They ask you, does this contain anything liquid, perishable, hazardous, fragile, or lithium batteries? Hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right, we're gonna get the fuck out of here. Yeah, this is going on way too long. Leave us a rating, leave us a review, subscribe, tell your friends about the show, and check us out on all of our social media things. We're constantly posting stuff. Our Instagram is kind of popping off, so get on get on board with that. So like the wrench between the car and the screwdriver, it's always better in the center. <laughs> <laughs>